With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Shall we play a game? Oh. Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. I'm your most excellent host, Joel McLaughlin, here, and I'm going to review the Central Ohio Retro Gaming Society Convention or CorgsCon. Now, I went to this last year, actually made a purchase last year. This year, I just kind of walked around. I didn't really see anything um, that I was willing to pay for. Um, Again, I have a trip um, coming up at the end of this week. Um, well, actually, Thursday. Uh, that I'm going back to where my old high school is in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I wasn't trying to spend a lot of money. But it's still, it's still fun to walk around and uh, see all the sites that you can see at CorksCon. Now, CorksCon also has uh, included with it um, raffle tickets. So you get five raffle tickets with your admission. Admission's $15 if you're paying in cash, 17 if it was credit card. And this year was at the uh, Ohio State Fairgrounds or the Ohio Expo Center, whichever they call it, um, at the Laoshi Building. Um, and it was a much better location than it was last year. Last year, we were at a metro park uh, in um, on the west side. Uh, it wasn't too bad over there, but the only thing that was really a problem was the parking. The parking was ridiculous. So uh, state fairgrounds, you did have to pay $5 for parking. I would gladly do that every year. So keep it there, guys. Keep it there, please. Please. Um, Hopefully next year I can go and spend a little cash there. Um, things I did see, some of the cool things I saw, uh, there was um, somebody that had set up uh, a um, Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion, it's not an 80s game, but it is a 90s Xbox game. And uh, it came with the most ridiculous controller you've ever seen. Uh, and it was really cool. Um, it was like a mech, mech game. Uh, they networked some Xboxes together. Had it all set up so that you can all play each other, which is pretty darn cool. Right next to that was a kind of a double display where somebody built a cabinet for emulating the the Vectrex. Vectrex was a vector-based uh, arcade system, uh, early 80s is when that came out. Uh, and you can buy it for your home. is a console and basically had everything you needed in one box. You didn't need to attach it to your own TV. I should do a separate show on that at some point. But um but they did whoever did this, they built this system into a uh arcade cabinet. It was really neat. Um now right next to it though was um a Atari uh, VCS or video computer system, aka the twenty six hundred, um in a very special cabinet. Um now a little bit of the background on the Atari twenty six hundred. Uh they had um a deal with Sears and Sears called their system the telegames and uh, basically it was just a repackaged 2600 uh, you can play telegames games on your 2600 and vice versa so you have you had a pitfall for the 2600 you could play it in the telegames uh, well Atari built this thing and actually it was had Atari branding on it um, and it was basically like a TV and uh, a bunch of ROMs in this big, this big like cabinet thing, um, 
and this was a portable version of that. So there wasn't that many of them. Uh, and this guy had one there and it already had all the controllers on. It had the paddle control and a joystick. And I actually remembered playing with something similar to this in the eighties. It was really neat to be able to see that. All right. So those are kind of two of the like displays. I didn't sit for any of the, um, of the panels they had, uh, they had, um, several, uh, well-known folks, a lot of folks from last year, Warren Davis was there again. Uh, he's the inventor of Qbert. Um, and then, uh, another guy from metal Jesus rocks was there, uh, the immortal John Hancock. And I got to shake the man's hand. He actually was selling some of his 2,600 games, which, if I had a system at home, I probably would have bought it, uh, but uh, I just don't have one yet. Um, I, I actually kind of was looking around the show after I saw that. I thought, well, it'd be cool to buy a system and buy that game because uh, it was basically a brand new 2600 game. All right. It was, this was not uh, anything that anyone, well, anyone who, except for people who bought that game, um, played before. So um, that's really the great thing about some of these 80 systems is that there's still people doing development on them. So, uh, but it was really cool to shake his hand. Um, uh, probably the other thing that was a highlight for me was uh, somebody built a ski ball uh, thing, but they call it ski bowl. Now, uh, the reason is, is it is many times larger than ski ball. So, and for the balls, they used bowling balls, which is really neat. Um, you had to pay, I think you had to pay some money to uh, play it. <clears throat> and I really didn't, you know, I, I, like I said, I was trying to save some cash and uh, I really didn't uh, want to play it that much. Because um, I'm more into the video games than I am pinball and the ski ball. But those were really a part of the 80s uh, arcades too as well like especially if you were in an amusement park or some of the bigger arcades that that's one of the things that's uh came before arcade games that actually um is still around uh even more than video games now which is kind of cool um so um but other than that there's just really neat stuff um in a lot of the booths um a lot of what I like to call dust collectors. So, you know, it would have been cool to get something to uh, spice up my uh, office slash uh, 80s arcade studio here. Uh, but a lot of this stuff wasn't actual originals or like something that was licensed. These were just things that fans were making, you know, like a fuse bead uh, uh, Mario things. And they had a, there was someone that had just this massive wall of uh, Lego minifigures. And and while I do like Lego and I do like minifigures, I really couldn't find one that I would buy. I would have bought some because they were only like three bucks for per minifig. So I would have bought a few. Um, but I just really couldn't find anything that I thought would be cool to sit in my office and collect dust. Um, <laughs> that's why I call them dust collectors because what can you do with them? Um, somebody was selling an Atari 7800 there and I almost bought it, but then I just thought, I could probably find one that was in better condition because this one was real rough and it had a, uh, um, like, a the 7800 has this metal, um, decorative piece on the front of it. 
Uh, and there was a nice crease on it. So I'm like, eh, you know. And I only wanted 75 for it. I probably could have uh, cleaned it up, made it look as nice. But then there was that metal piece there. And it's like, how can I replace that? So I decided to pass on that. Um, I did get noticed that there was somebody there um, who uh, remembered me from being on Living in the 80s with Rob Fott and Matt Moore. It was a fantastic time. That's how this show started. So um, he remembered me from last year, and I barely remembered him from this last year as well. But it was kind of nice to get noticed. I think before next year, I'd like to go ahead and get uh, some Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade t-shirts made. I think it would be really cool. Uh, Travis, uh, hey, get with me, uh, uh, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, you may have uh, places that we can get t-shirts at uh, uh, so that I can get a few. Uh, maybe even put some up on a on a, a website or something. Uh, anywho, uh, but that was CorksCon. Um, the new location was really great. It was about twice the size of the, of last year, and I think this is just going to grow because there's more people my age that are uh, into retro uh, video games in the '80s, and we have money, <laughs> and we all want to get that little piece of our childhood. So. Um, next week's show, I'm going to pre-record that before I leave on Thursday. Uh, and I'm going to make this one on uh, memories of the arcade in York, Pennsylvania, since I'll be there. And it's not there anymore. But uh, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about that. That'll be a relatively short show, just like this one. This one's only going to be about maybe 10 minutes long. So, um, But we'll see you again next week. Um, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for making comments on the Facebook page and uh, share the show with you, with uh, your friends. And I really appreciate it. Thank you to Travis round town radio uh, where you'll hear this show um, being played alongside living in the eighties. And uh, I appreciate all the exposure uh, that you've given me, Travis. And I want everyone to have a great week. Take care and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>